Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about testosterone supplementation. It has increased fourfold in the last 20 years among men ages 18 to 45. Why are people taking so much testosterone? Then we're going to start by talking about the plastic crisis and walkable cities. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh, Valerie Cherish off the top. Yeah, although RuPaul stole that one. Yeah, now <laughs> although it's he RuPaul. does her. Yeah. I almost just hit the record button to stop recording. Sorry. Hi, how's the it going? The shortest pod of all time. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, yesterday we went in Toronto into High Park, which is a park we seem to talk about every week because it's <laughs> the most b- beautiful park in the world. Um, I don't know if in the world, but it's definitely it nice, is. nice in Toronto. It is. I don't know why you would ever doubt that. It is the most beautiful park in the world. <laughs> okay. Shut your yap. And um, we went to go bird watching, but it was the Cherry Blossom Festival. Was that what you would call it? It Just did seasons. have signs. Yeah. It, it, so, like, I, I'm sure this happens in lots of places, like Japan, mainly where they're, like, native to. But in High Park, they have a section where there's, like, a bunch of cherry blossoms that obviously bloom for, like, a week or two. And truly thousands of people we when i was on the subway crammed to the brim Mm -hmm. it was giving japan (laughs) it was so dense and i was like what is going on here we got off everyone's flooding to these trees in my head i'm thinking i roll i'm here to look at birds like i'm not going to this (laughs) like quintessential show up Tears come to my eyes. It was absolutely beautiful. It was stunning. Yeah, it, it was, was I, so worth it. There's way more than I thought. Too. Yeah, some like, might say hundreds. I pictured like ten. I don't know why I thought yeah. there was just like five on each side of a walkway, and that was it. But there's that's actually, what there is in Trinity Bellwoods Park in Toronto. Yeah, and they're still beautiful. Like a, a beautiful tree is yes. a beautiful tree. But it was so nice. There, yes. even though there's thousands of people, it's also really nice that so many people are there to see trees. Exactly. Like. It was giving the X, the X, this is very Toronto con, (laughs) which is like a huge exhibition in Toronto where it's so busy. And I kind of love to go and people watch. It was giving the people watch, but everyone's there to see nature. I was like, this is gorgeous. Does that ever happen? Like in another It's maybe the coolest festival in the world. (laughs) Okay. Coolest, most beautiful park in the world and the coolest festival in the world. And it is so funny to watch people take their selfies with the, yeah. the trees, but it's like they're here taking a picture of a tree. That's cool. Well, I also was like, oh my God, I roll selfie. And then five minutes later, I was like, okay, so taking you stand stuff. here, and I go like this and I pout my lips and we have like one of the petals fall on my head. Is that art? 
Like everyone was also setting up as if they were at Oka. And a as we were walking towards without seeing it, we were like, why, why cherry blossoms? Like magnolia trees are actually maybe more beautiful. And then we yeah. showed up and we were like, oh my God, it's so pretty. Yeah. It looks like snow. It was. Like, it really is stunning. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this was brought to you by the High Park <laughs> Festival. <laughs> Not called that at all. Um, and I think it they're all going to fall soon and become very normal trees. So Yeah, that's the thing. I go to High Park can. all the time, and I'm just like, I actually don't know what a cherry blossom tree looks yeah. like. They look, must look so normal because I've never really looked at them before. They do definitely look normal because I've walked by that part of the park numerous times and never thought twice. We have to go back when now we know all yeah. of those cherry blossoms and appreciate them when they don't have flowers. Yeah. You know? Be like, you're still pretty even though no one gives a shit about you right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly. Hug them. Hug your local cherry blossom tree yes. out of season. <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's get in. Oh, what did we learn this week? I feel like mine ties into that, actually. Okay, go off. Mine sis. is about walkable cities. There's nothing worse than a city that is not walkable, in yeah. my opinion. Hello, yeah. America. Hello, Hello Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. <laughs> okay, wow, that is like the most annoying thing ever. <laughs> yeah, no. we've been there for our <laughs> YouTube job, and we so hate stupid. it. No, I mean, truly, there, and there are many walkable cities in America. So it's like not to just rag on America, but I think America is quintessentially the place that was designed around cars. Yeah. It's not Barcelona. Yeah. It's <laughs> Denver. You know, why? Um, okay. okay. So, I mean, it, it, some places don't even have sidewalks in America. Like you're walking and you're just like beside gas stations and you're just like beside a highway as a pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, cause we're North America, the suburbs of like in Guelph, sometimes we're like, this is fucked that we're on the street. Well, to me, that's a little different if you're in a suburb and it's just like very low traffic, but it's still sad. To it me. is still it's weird. It's like, yeah. I'm now like it feels weird to walk wrong. in the middle of yeah. the road. Continue. Yeah. Um, anyway, obviously, and I'm sure you've heard us talk about before. There's so much research on human interaction, even with strangers, like being around people physically. So that's one element. Um, but there's new research that's come out that has shown a direct impact. On Wait, what? Erect? I'm horny. What are you direct, saying? A direct, sorry, direct impact on wellness and happiness. You know, we all care about happiness. Um, so basically, they uh, measured the happiness of all different age, age ranges, but it impacted old people the most oh. if they lived in walkable cities. Oh. Uh, they felt more healthy and more trusting of others. But even people, like the youngest, I think was 18. They were going from like 18 to whatever year. Um, and that made everybody happier to yeah. be in a walkable city. Um, and obviously on top of that, there's the impacts of actually just like moving and walking yes. more. And I know it's like walking seems so simple and some people shit on walking, but I actually think walking what? can be one of the most powerful things for not that people shit on walking, but people <laughs> who are like super, or I think there's what? a, there's a misconception that you need to be like running or extreme exercise to get the benefits of exercise. Oh, you're talking about health. Like physical health. Yeah, now I'm talking about physical health and how powerful walking is. I just like love the idea of someone shitting on the concept of walking. I'm like, (laughs) no. Well, I think in the past I've heard people be like, oh, well, you don't, walking doesn't count as exercise. Like you barely burn any calories. It doesn't give you any muscle. It's like, gotcha, gotcha. It, does help your body and mind. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? Regardless, and not even thinking about calories, it's just like moving and walking and your mind being visually stimulated, being around people. Mm-hmm, true. And, and obviously like being around nature and people in a dense area. It's just nice. I think like I love being able to walk around and anytime we're in a place where we feel like we can't, it's like you feel a little bit trapped. I think that like when I think about the cost of living in Toronto being so high, I think people don't realize how much of that money and value is going into the paying to be a part of the fact that 
deep down we all know it makes us happier to be in like a city. around people and yeah like see like the liveliness of it like i'm like if i moved to a suburb i would be so sad and it's like because i think that i wouldn't be able to name it but this study is the reason why it would just be so much more isolating and i think yeah the other day what else the only thing I'll say on that is like, of course, everyone has their personal preferences. Yes. I'm and talking about Some me. people are introverted and would rather be like a little more isolated or have more space. Like I get it. But yeah, to me, that's the appeal of a city. As yeah. Well. I, I'm talking about like my personality. Yeah. I, obviously, I'm not speaking for anyone else. I'm just like, I think I know for me, I need to leave my house and be and see like 10 people because <laughs> it makes me feel so comforted. It makes me feel so safe. Like whenever people are like, the city is unsafe. I'm like, there's people everywhere. It's yeah. like, I just, if something happens to me, I go, help, help. And then people hear. <laughs> Does if that I'm ever like, happen? If I'm like in the country. Have you ever like, done that here? <laughs> help, help, No, but if I'm like, I just picture myself like in the country and someone like robbing me and me yelling help. And it's like, well, okay, like that bl- red wing blackbird isn't going to help me because there's no humans around. <laughs> but okay, last thing I'll say on that is that I probably was stoned, but I actually think I wasn't when this happened. Okay. Wow. Miracle. I'm a type of person who will run out of toilet paper to the point of like, there's no toilet paper. Literally, in my you house. invited our friends over the <laughs> day and I was like, you didn't. I We were like staying in some places I show up and everyone's like, there's no toilet paper here. Okay. Well, to be <laughs> fair, I went home where you were staying and there was also none. That's not true. Oh, it's not? No. Sometimes I just go aggressive and hope you crumble. Um, yeah, no, I was like taking Kleenex out of the garbage and wiping my ass. No. Yeah, but it was my Kleenex. You mean toilet paper Kleenex? Yeah. Okay, I'm like, you don't throw Kleenex down the toilet. Yeah, okay, was like, we don't have a producer or editor, but like, do I edit that out? <laughs> Anyways, so I was like, I need to get toilet paper at 9 p.m. So I walk to our little local dollar Corner store store. with the people who live on our street who I love, mm-hmm. and they're all in there chatting. I buy toilet paper, we chat, we laugh. I walk home and I was like, that was so nice. That whole interaction, they were so cute. And I was like, would I have had to get in my car to go to and like a drive like 15 minutes to get? Maybe not 15, depending But like, where you, you know live. what I mean? Yeah, I, I was yeah. kind of like, that would suck. That's why that would ruin my night. Up. And people, yeah. other people are probably more organized where they're like, yeah. buy multiple <laughs> cases. And then when they have only one case left, they're like, I need to make sure yeah. I stock up. I just mean like that idea of like, oh my God, it's 9 p.m. I need yeah. this. I walk down. I have this beautiful Truly interaction like with our neighbors. Yeah. I, I'm home in three minutes. Like it actually made me feel so much joy Mm -hmm. and i'm like in other places people would have to get in their car and i just could imagine the errand becomes this frustrating thing yeah that to me i was like oh in a walkable city it was like actually really fun Mm -hmm. yeah i got some cookies and i ate them those minor interactions like give me way too much euphoria like that's because we're so lonely and we don't see (laughs) anytime i'm like i'm like trying to be best friends with yeah i know i'm like like, exactly like baristas are like are you on mdma i'm like oh well you don't want to keep talking i'm so nice yeah, I think they love me too, but sometimes I'm like, the coffee's been handed to me, and I'm like, and do like, you not want to go on a date? <laughs> like, I'm just like, like they're like, we have other customers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now I'm going to talk about the plastic crisis. <laughs> kind of relates to coffee cups. Okay. Really? Yeah, kind of. I'll okay. explain. Of the 8.7 billion, that's with a B, mm-hmm. tons of plastic produced since 1950 to, to, to 2020. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I pass out. <laughs> to 2021 is what the study is. So they're not even including the most after 2021. Okay. So between 
So 8.7 billion tons of plastic have been produced since 1950 to 2021. Only 11% has ever gone through recycling. Mm. So just like, oh, shite. Only yeah. 11%. We're all throwing things in the recycling, like feeling and so And it just goes into what? Landfills? Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is about like solutions because obviously it's like, okay, we can't just keep talking mm-hmm. about these crazy numbers. Yeah. What do we do? So in Antigua and Barbuda, they banned the selling of plastic bags and actually fined people if they use plastic bags. Like in public, you mean? Yeah. Oh, whoa. It was crazy. Even was if like, you're go reusing off Antigua. It? Yeah. They, they're like, or do you, you mean like, like if like, you're go garbage to a and notice that they were giving people plastic bags? Oh, they would get got you. Okay. And like, there was just a big public, um, they got together and were like, this is, they banned it. Mm. And it was like, yeah, I don't know how many police were like, and like mm-hmm. finding mm-hmm. people, but they, there was a fine. Um, there was a 15% decrease in plastic in landfills after that year started. Mm. So that concept of like banning plastic works, but in Germany, they did another type of thing that they thought would be good where they charged people extra money to use plastic bottles and they would only get that money back by returning it and mm. then we're getting the money back. But what happened was there was an increase in people buying more plastic because when they paid, they got the like, almost cognitive satisfaction. Oh, I'm going to return. And then they never would return it. Uh, It was like the idea of them paying more for the thing. Allow them to not feel guilty about their plastic. Yes. And it's Germany. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, everyone's rich. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I don't know if that's obviously not true, but you know what I mean? It's not like it's a nation where maybe a 20 cent extra fine is going to necessarily like affect people. Mm -hmm. So they were like, okay, interesting. Like, that type was of, not a good solution yeah. or like it didn't work the way they thought. Yes. Yeah. Which I was like, that's cool. That this mm-hmm. study included things. Yeah. That's great. That, yeah. I think that's really fascinating. Honestly, when you like implement something and then it doesn't work out the way you think, like yeah. there's lots of studies around like mitigating bad behaviors that like smoking and stuff yeah. in, in society. And you realize like sometimes what you think will help actually. And it's so work. German to realize it's not working. Yeah. Like I feel like Canada <laughs> and America would just like never check up on it. They'd be yeah. like, this seems right, but it's so German to be like, it's not working. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is that in France, by 2025, there's going to be the first recycling plant that's going to use genetically modified enzymes to break down PET, which is a common mm-hmm. plastic, polyethylene terephthalate. So it'll be the first recycling plant where they're actually going to use like actively genetically modified mm-hmm. bioorganisms that they are starting to realize will break it down. Really expensive, not that yeah. efficient, but if it can start to become the prototype that then yeah but the question the is like who's bearing the cost of that right it's france because like, it's, <laughs> it's the same reason that like recycling's become more of a problem because there's like less profit in it right? yeah but but there could be okay so i just hope that there's a no, way that's true it's like someone has to lose money to make that work and, yeah. and maybe it is the governments that are unless saying they like to, it all comes down to government legislation it's yeah. like they have to but like I mean, create it's the laws. government using losing the money well then. there are these sort of like Kyoto Protocol type things happening where all these nations are getting together like mm. every three to years they like fly to like some place in Switzerland and chat and mm. they like say <laughs> they have to do this thing about the plastic yeah. crisis and according to those like laws quote unquote this could become um, maybe marketable if it's okay. like becoming illegal or they're getting fined for right or plastic. if there's like limitations to trade and stuff if your country is not like doing this sort of thing yeah but you're right not that that's <laughs> my pay grade <laughs> so then also there's a new plastic being made that is uh uses aldehyde and wood chips and like maize corn maize to create biodegradable polyester that could have mm. similar amazing properties of plastic but then actually biodegrade that's the one though like and i'm not trying to like poo poo on this like i think all these it's amazing I hate that scientists the word poo poo 
you hate the word poo, period. Yeah, I'm just like, so when it's twice like in a row, on it. when it's twice in a row and out of context, no. I'm like, no, so, let's use another one. Let's use another <laughs> word. Okay, I hate to be like, what do you say? Like Debbie Downer on this? Yeah, that's Poor better. Debbie. What, what's wrong with Debbie? Um, like a lot of these like biodegradable things, the challenge is once they're in a landfill, like they need like the elements and sun and oxygen to break mm. down. And the problem is when they're just stuffed underground, like yes, they are technically biodegradable, but now they're not going to necessarily degrade as easily. Um, that doesn't mean you can't find solutions to that, making new materials that are able, to, or like, like you said, like putting uh, enzymes and stuff in those landfills that break them down in the soil. I don't know. Um, but it's just worth thinking about like sometimes these things which are created with great intentions don't necessarily have the outcome that's as desirable. And then the fear is, do people now feel like, oh, because these bags are biodegradable, I can buy them and throw them out and not think about it. Yeah. Versus like how do we switch people, like ours included, mentality around consumption and... Um, Saving bags and reusing things and yeah. you know, recycle, reduce, reuse. Reuse being maybe the most important. And there's like other ones. Yeah. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel would tell us there's like seven. Recycle, reuse, reduce, reuse. Repurpose. Repurpose. We should know this. Wow. Okay. And <laughs> we're canceled. And we're officially canceled. We're going to talk about testosterone. Yeah. That's why we don't know because we're stupid men who have too much testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we do. Interesting. We'll talk about that. Oh, wow. Okay. Homophobia on the pod. Here what? we go. No. Why? Is that homophobia? Explain to me where you got that thought. Oh, I thought you were just suggesting we don't have high testosterone because we're gay. Like, yeah. I didn't say that. Someone has internalized homophobia. <laughs> I'll switch that right back on to you. Okay. We're going to fight. Um, see you in a minute. <laughs> Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So this episode has come out of the fact that as aging men, we have heard about how numerous men in our lives have started to take testosterone supplements, which I just kind of didn't know that much about. Then I started opening GQ magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might say Gentleman's Quarterly. 
and I um, had no idea that's what it stood for. <laughs> yeah, I also got like Apple News, so I got all these magazines. I didn't actually open it physically; it was on my iPad, and I was like, "What's in here?" And it was just very overt, um, interesting language around you know how to buy testosterone, why it's so important, like selling people this idea of testosterone supplements as this like amazing cure-all and I was like okay we need to figure out what the science is behind this because this is really um interesting and it's like starting to happen so initially in the research what I found was that it has increased since the early 2000s fourfold in people age 18 to 45 taking testosterone I see like the amount of people who are taking it outside like through like a supplement okay yeah so this is fourfold since when since uh 2001 Oh, wow. Okay. So this is, um, you eat it or you inject it or you can put it under your tongue. There's like, it's pretty amazing how many ways you can, you can huff it, sniff it. Actually? Yeah. It's weird. Uh, Most people are taking needles. I just was on TikTok and it was like, how to inject your testosterone properly. And it was like this jack man just shoving a needle in his ass. Like an actual needle or more like an EpiPen stuff? No, like a needle. Like they have, they sell you these kits and it was just like, okay. Not that that's a problem. I'm just saying like, I am still kind of oofed by needles that I don't think I could give a needle to myself unless I absolutely had to. So we're going to talk about what testosterone is. It's a fascinating hormone. And then we're also going to talk about what this is doing to men's bodies or women's bodies, because women also take testosterone for menopause mm-hmm. or anything in between. Yeah, and women's bodies naturally have testosterone as well, yeah. which is like some, obviously like um, the male sex generally has higher testosterone levels, Yeah, but it's like both male and female have testosterone and estrogen. Yeah, there's uh, your And they're both important. Testicles create estrogen. Um, they're both important. They're, and obviously there's like this, and maybe we'll get into this more later, but there is such a like... How do you say almost like tos- toxic masculinity around like testosterone, yeah. meaning you're a man and meaning yeah. you're like masculine. And obviously it is associated with some masculine traits, right? Like yeah. testosterone does change your body in ways. Yeah. Um, but there's like this kind of cult idea around it for some people that like you. And I think it probably ties into taking supplements because you like want to be a man. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's related also to the aging male body in the sense that you naturally decrease hormone levels might cause you to like maybe lose some strength. And mm-hmm. I think, and I'm excited to talk about it from a more social perspective because it is really interesting. I think it is a lot more socially related than like scientifically. I think it's people like not wanting to deal with the concept of aging and death Mm -hmm. and being scared about their bodies changing. But let's get into that a little later. Once we explain like the risks, what is going on here, why people are taking it and what even is. So testosterone is a really interesting hormone before, if we go all the way back to conception, that is when sperm hits egg. (laughs) Um, In that exact moment, you will start to develop as a fetus and not have any interaction with the hormone testosterone until six weeks after conception. At that point, everyone has either an XX or an XY chromosome. And at that point, the X chromosome is what is in charge. And you are essentially on your way to have vagina like your anatomy at that point would be more similar of that of a female body. Yes. In that like the ovaries haven't yet like descended to become testes. Yes. Te- and, and the concept that- of like testicles aren't even really an option at that right. point. Yeah. So at six weeks, there is if you have gotten a Y chromosome from 
the sperm, which is interesting because the sperm is either has an X or a Y. The egg will always have an X. If you have a Y chromosome, the SRY gene will be in you and you'll create an SRY protein. And that starts your body to create testes and then testosterone from the testes starts to be created. And the quote unquote masculinization of that thing, that thing being the fetus will start. Mm -hmm. So that's at six weeks. So it's like kind of interesting. It's like, that's when this testosterone hormone that we're going to talk about all day today, like kicks like, in. Okay. And there's really like one thing in this research that I thought was interesting was learning about intersex people and being like, you can be XY. And when that Y chromosome kicks in and that SRY gene um, begins the process of creating SRY proteins, you create testicles. And then there's a mishap on the biological pathways that come after that, that no longer do you continue the masculinization of your body. And then because the testes that are within you do produce estrogen and you don't have receptors for testosterone in your body, you start to develop with that estrogen, a vagina, hmm. breasts, and you become when you come out of the womb, what is someone would assume was a female based on right. anatomy. Mm. But then when puberty hits, you don't have a period. This is just one example of intersex. Yeah. And you actually have testes inside you and you're an XY chromosome, but you have lived as a female and society, because gender is a construct, mm -hmm. will have raised you as a female. And it's right. like, that to me is a very interesting argument because a lot of people try and argue about, against yeah, like gender this being sort like, of like biological woman. determinism. Yes, yeah. which is like, intersex people are an amazing example of how gender is a construct yeah. that's a completely separate episode but it's just one of those interesting things that's like science is, is very much behind the idea of like trans people gender as a construct it's just like one of the many reasons why like all that stuff is like really creepy and not rooted in science at all although sometimes they try and tell you so test yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yes they do. People no, try to use, like, literally totally. try to use that XY chromosomes as... At because just hating people for being different is, like, no longer acceptable. Yeah, so that's true. So they have to rationalize like, yeah. their, their thought through being like, well, I need there to be some determinism so I can say, look, this is the truth. This is real. Yeah. Anyway, I agree. This but is it's, a different it's people episode. People use but. science to create their hate towards trans people. And it's just so interesting because when you actually read science, you're like, that's never what it's saying. You're mm -hmm. right. It's just people being evil and trying to figure out ways to like yeah. hide the fact they're evil. Anyways, <laughs> so that testosterone actually, when you're a child, like it, the GNRH hormone is what controls the testosterone production in your body from your pituitary gland. When you're a child, it turns off, which I thought was interesting. It develops mm -hmm. when you're a fetus. Right. Then it decreases when you're a child. And then when puberty hits, right. boom, it starts Skyrocket. again. Yeah. And then <clears throat> that increase in testosterone from your uh, testes is what creates the quote unquote masculinization of the person. They get pubic hair. They start to have their voice lower. Mainly created in the Leydig cells. Yes, go off Leydig. Leydig. I just remember always loving that because it sounds like Leydig cells. What are the things that testosterone did to us that like sucked the voice crack? I never yeah. had that. that oh, bad. I had it bad. Really? And especially because like, I was like a little vocalist, you know. So I had oh, to like face that. I remember like I did like summer musical theater school. Um, not school, but like camp uh, and we would put on a show and I remember going through puberty and having to like sing oh, and no. just being like, oh, and like, oh, no. <laughs> so I like had to like so actually mad. face it in such an intense way where everyone would laugh. It is crazy that there's just this part of your life where your parents are like, 
knock, knock, knock on your skull. Like your pituitary glands releasing <laughs> GnRH, which is making your testes create testosterone. And mm-hmm. you're like, everyone's always like, it's hormones, it's hormones. And you're just like, what's a hormone? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you yelling at me? My, but you're like, my body is fully changing. Yeah, It'd be cool to have this knowledge while it was happening because you're so young, you don't know. But you being can't like, comprehend. Just yeah. like staring at your balls grow. <laughs> So the first thing um, that testosterone affects and the first thing to happen in puberty is that your balls grow before like pubes. Uh, like I would have loved to just like lift up my dick and just watch. <laughs> oh my like, God. I would love like, to have just like measured my balls every day like a little To scientist. like actually see them growing. Yeah, yeah, just to like even just now that everyone has cell phones, just document Oh my it. God, Greg. That's, you can't take pictures of that. Yeah, no, wow. You're it's talking like, about yourself. I'm canceled. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um... So yeah, so that's when testosterone kicks in to um, create these effects that then people are going to obsess about for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. like facial hair, like right. body hair, musculature, mm-hmm. all these types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the biochemical pathway of testosterone. And that is sort of like where we now get to this stage that for whatever reason, people are wanting higher amounts of that yeah. in them. I mean, the interesting thing is that it is after and beyond that, has a role in more than just sort of like your body traits and stuff. Like it has a role in decision-making and psychological processing and rewards. Like there's all these other levels huh. of where testosterone can play a role. And there, I was like kind of skimming through lots of different studies on this, but it's interesting to see people talk about like, you know, in s- some cases we say like, does testosterone make people more aggressive or does it make people more narcissistic? Like there's yeah. studies that try and look at this, these things, but in a lot of ways, like the general sense is like it, it plays a role in those things, but it doesn't determine those things. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe this. It, it is obviously very nuanced and complex. Yeah. Like, hormones are in are the same way where we say like dopamine makes you like crave things. It's like, it is so much more complex than that. And testosterone yeah, yeah. too, like plays this role in what motivates you and what makes you like gives you rewards. And it like is part of your whole hormonal system, which I just think is, it's so much more than just this like man hormone. Yeah. And and even the idea of hormones. So there are two types, like there's peptide hormones, which are made out of amino acids and those will never enter the cell. They'll only bind to receptors on the surface of cells in your body. So those hormones get released from glands, like endocrine glands in your body, like the pituitary gland in your head or the thyroid gland, all of those glands that you've heard throughout your life, what they're doing is releasing these chemical messengers called hormones. Peptide hormones, tryptophan, for example, that's the like one everyone talks about because like turkey, even though that's a myth, will bind to the outside of receptors. Steroid hormones, which is what testosterone is, it, because it's built out of cholesterol, it can actually go through the lipid bilayer of cell membranes and go into your cells. Mm-hmm. And what it does in there is cause a series of physiological changes and pathways that are so complicated and so diverse that you're right. You can't just be like, Oh, an increase in testosterone does this specific thing. Cause it's going to change so much about your body that is going to change so many things that you're, it can't just be like an increase in testosterone makes you more angry. Right. It's just going to contribute to a lot of differences in your body. And we'll get to it later. Like it can cause mood swings in these things. But like if you're a mood swing on your someone who's innately like, safe and never been violent in your life. You're not just going to like be violent. Right. Yeah. Actually on that note, like this is going to be a little bit of not anecdotal, like from my personal experience, but I was reading an article um, and it was like a scientist, like giving this as an example. So there are some studies that link uh, higher levels of testosterone and narcissism in people. And like, that's like self-interested, like aggrandization, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily like a bad person. And the example they gave was like, 
and this is kind of silly, but I think they were just trying to prove a point is like, um, if like a Buddhist monk suddenly had like higher <laughs> levels of testosterone, they wouldn't suddenly start doing bad things. They would, their view of what makes them like their own narcissism higher would be to like be more giving and be more compassionate and be all these things that make them feel better about themselves. Huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, just cause you have more of it. And exam, this is like kind of an extreme example. Like that doesn't exist. I'm like, did the Dalai Lama get on testosterone? That's why he licked some <laughs> oh, kid's God. tongue or whatever the fuck. Um, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like yeah. where testosterone in and of itself doesn't like choose yes. behaviors. Yes. That's it a, impacts yeah, your behaviors point. and, and processes in your body. And, but And honestly, like this is not based in science, what I'm about to say, but the idea of taking testosterone supplements and the reasons why people do it a lot of the time is to have increased sexual libido, to have bigger muscles. These are going to be people seeking those types of things out for those reasons mm -hmm. are maybe going to create confirmation bias around people who sure. see more sexual, who maybe are more obsessed with their bodies, who maybe have an obsession mm -hmm. with being masculine in general. Yeah. Like, but I'm, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like someone who yeah, cares. Yeah, a selection bias yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah to be aware of that. And if, yeah, and if you're, care. if you're self aware about being, yeah. um, like, you know, presenting as hyper masculine, then maybe you're more likely to take exactly. those things and already have the predisposition yeah. to like have those masculine traits come out and yes. exemplify themselves. Totally. Um, I'm curious about like you, the other research you're going to bring up because, Oh my God, my brain just totally farted. I'm like, what was I going to say? Wow. Poo <laughs> what was I gonna say? <laughs> what the hell are you on today? Your scatology. Um, Okay, just you keep talking. It'll okay, come so back to me. I'm sorry. Having low testosterone is a controversial concept in and of itself. To start, people don't really even know. Doctors don't know necessarily like how to define low or high testosterone. Your testosterone changes so much throughout the day, mm. let alone the week. That like you can get. There's not an easy benchmark. There's not really an easy benchmark because there's a feedback mechanism in your body. If testosterone increases, it tells your pituitary gland to release less of GnRH to decrease testosterone. That sort of up and down is happening throughout the day totally. to keep your metabolism like flowing. So that's like one just example of how it's kind of hard to understand. The other is that this is where testosterone supplementation came from. The history of it came from being designed because there are issues in aging men when they have too little testosterone and that's called having hypogonadism. Okay. So that is a, that is a genuine concern. And it's actually really important to talk about because menopause happens to people with vaginas and we talk about that all the time. It's like, oh my God, my mom's having hot flashes mm -hmm. and like, oh my God, they're like having mood swings and whatever. We talk about menopause because it's a stark decrease in estrogen. Mm -hmm. Men go through menopause, but it's long and gradual. So starting even at the age of 40, you can start to have a decrease in testosterone from your testes as well as an increase in something called globulin, globulin, which is another hormone that decreases the bioactivity of testosterone. So as you're aging, your testosterone is decreasing, but it's normal and to most likely normal amounts. But two to 5% of aging people with testicles will have hypogonadism. Okay. And then like a more extreme version yes, of this lower level. You'll of have symptoms. So like you'll have decreased, um, uh, you'll have like reduced facial and body hair. You'll start to lose your body hair. Um, increased best breast size, poor concentration, brittle bones. You'll have mood swings, extreme fatigue, erectile dysfunction, things like that. So 
if those symptoms start happening to you and you're an aging man, I think it's important that people understand that can happen totally. and you go to a doctor. And I think that can also happen to younger people. It's probably not nearly as likely, but I think part of what's reinforcing this conversation on the good side is that like it educates people. Like you could have yeah. low testosterone. Lots of people who have like low self-confidence and don't feel good or are overly tired and all these kind of things. Like there might be a condition that could possibly be related to testosterone yeah, levels true. may not be at all. And that's why it's like a conversation with the physician. Yeah. That is a really interesting point. Cause that's where it does start to get right. Cause juicy. someone goes, Oh, I'm feeling sad and yes. I, it's because I don't have, and they get told right? by like GQ and all these YouTubers. Right. This, and stuff. Is, this is the reason. And it could be, it, but it very well could it, be. Okay. Not. Yeah. yeah. So hypogonadism, they haven't found that much in people under the age of 40, Okay, which is why these, doctors are more concerned about the fact that 18 to 45 year olds are, are now taking testosterone okay. because they're thinking, so they did a survey where they had people come in for testosterone therapy and asked, why are you here? And one of the questions was, is it because of hypogonadism? And 57% of people didn't even know what hypogonadism was. Despite thinking they Despite needed... showing up wanting testosterone. Right. So they're like, okay, that's really red interesting. Flag. Or, like or just not red flag, but like... Not red flag for the person, but red flag for like the desire to have it. Yes, because it's like, if you are an aging person with testicles and you're feeling fatigued, you can't get a boner, you're losing your facial hair, and you go to the doctor, you might have Googled, do I have hypogonadism? Or you might just yeah, be like, To I'm... be fair, like maybe there's lots of people of all ages who don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, that, right? that is like, That's why I also wanted to bring it up because it's like, we always rag on menopause. It's like, your dad might also be like mm -hmm. going through menopause. Yeah, yeah, changing their personalities and changing yeah, like, their and it, it ability. Every decade it increases. It's like, um, as you, once you get to 80, it's like 40% of people have hypogonadism. So that's when 75 years ago, people invented the idea of testosterone therapy to help with that, okay. with the as aging population of a condition. Now, the thing is you need to get blood tests, really consistent blood testing to understand if you have hypogonadism, because again, testosterone changes so much throughout the day that they aren't just going to do one test. Mm -hmm. One test with symptoms, like even Couldn't that. Couldn't tell you much. Yeah. So those, like, they'll, the doctors will know what to do and they'll be able to tell you, okay, you have low testosterone. Mm. The issue now is that because of GQ Magazine, TikTok, all of these people, these industries making so much money off of selling you testosterone, it's devoid of any connection to your doctor anymore. And mm -hmm. people are just taking it. Yeah. And they're not getting their blood tested and they don't even know if they have low levels of testosterone. Right. Yeah, it's like this self-enforcing or like, how do you describe it? I mean, it, it's unfortunate. It happens in lots of different spaces, certainly in health and diet. Like people take supplements all the time that are not necessarily recommended or approved for people to be having. Yeah. And in most cases are being used for people with conditions. Yeah. But then it's like, of course, you see stuff online, whether it's to do with like weight loss or getting bigger muscles or whatever. It's like, yeah. of course, everyone wants those things and thinks like, oh, that would be nice to like have more energy to feel more like maybe my sex drive is low, like to automatically start to assume like it would be nice to feel like more excited and more. And that is true. Like there are some people it will actually help with that, but it's just like so mixed into well, yeah, marketing. The TikTok stuff was crazy. I just went on it quickly and it was like, sometimes with TikTok, I'm like, how is this working on people? It's like scary music. And it's like, <laughs> it's almost like it looks like an AI made it. And it's like an image of a guy's hand holding what seems to be a woman's hand and it's like do you hold your girlfriend's hand and not get a boner and then it's like two people like stock footage of making it and it's like do you make out with your girlfriend and not get a boner and then it's like you have low testosterone and yeah, it's just it's like bad. but it's yeah. like that is a really 
smart way to get in someone's head because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, okay, you can obviously hold someone's hand and not get a boner. <laughs> yeah. And like there's so many other reasons, but that's a really smart way to start selling people things because you you can those are pretty severe insecurities. Your yeah. libido, your, your relationships, your relationship. Like these mm-hmm. are things that men And your like quote unquote masculinity. Masculinity. Like, yeah. Men yeah. Compare dick sizes. Men totally. compare like how many people they're sleeping with. You know what I mean? Like this is like the like quintessential like yeah. locker room talk. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like, and it's like it's like if you jab at already fragile masculinity and have this over like overarching solution, which is this chemical that you that like you inject into your body that helps masculinization of your body, it starts to be like, okay, I can see why this is so popular. Mm. Like it's really, really interesting. Yeah. And um, it just like reminded me of that like hilarious like vegan documentary that like made so many bros go vegan because they did that one study <laughs> where they were like their boners were oh, so yeah. much harder. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was like I never yeah. like there was like this 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 documentary came out and it was so funny and it was like these like masculine athletes and yeah. there was a study where they literally wrapped their dicks with like and attention tested rope like how and tested like, how freaking hard they were hard they got <laughs> and the like vegan people got harder and I swear for like three months on after that came out on netflix like bros would be like yo i'm vegan yeah and it was just like wait so it's really just that someone has to tell you your dick is going to be harder like of course people are going to take testosterone yeah so i think we can start talking about the dangers of it and the or not the dangers the um like what you should know any medication you're taking like you should be talking with your doctor about yeah and that's not to say like your one and only doctor is the one and only truth. Like I can understand yeah. that like science is evolving and changing and new studies may not yet be like integrated fully into like your regular physician's arsenal of how they're going to help yeah. you. And that is arsenal, a challenge. Well, cause I'm thinking of like even the stuff around like aging or sleeping well, like there are lots of medicines that cutting edge research is like, Oh, in mice and in early human trials, like this is helping people do this, this, yeah. of course your doctor's not going to give it to you yeah. unless you have a chronic condition. One of the like um, studies that people talk about is in mice. It's that they castrate mice and then the mice, don't get boners and don't want to have sex and then they just give them testosterone and the mice are like okay I'll, I'll fuck again <laughs> and like, it's like it's like okay well obviously it does that it's testosterone we know yeah i mean that's but what my like, one of the studies i i brought up was about the effect of testosterone on sexual impulsivity which i thought was interesting it was kind of a new study it was double blind so classic means like both the <laughs> experimenter and the experimentee do not know what they're getting and they would basically give them one dose of topical testosterone on their arm um but i thought the study was so funny because it it was like How did they, yeah. they basically would show them a blurry image of something clearly sexual and the men I'm already horny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I clearly don't need it yet. The men would decide, do you want to look at this image immediately yeah. for a short period of time? Or can you hold out and we'll show this you is for like longer. so hot, like edging. Like I would have such Literally. a hard time being the scientist. And I'd be like, and lastly, do you want to make out? <laughs> I know you're in the room together. Like, yeah, just like we're edging just these like men. <laughs> um, so basically the people who were given the dose of testosterone and not the placebo would, would have a harder time delaying gratification wow. and their sexual impulses. That is so interesting. That's not in my video. 
It's not in your... Like, oh. I want to put it in my video. Oh, you can. Because yeah. that's such a, gr- that's such so a fun in study. In that sense, it increased impulsivity for sexual rewards. Obviously, again, oh these are God. like <laughs> different kinds of sexual rewards. Like, looking at a picture is different I than I love sex. it. Yeah. I just even... That's such a funny study. Just guys be like, do you see it now? Like, I can't wait one second. Now. Yeah, because the, the like amount of time was also like not that different. It's I know. Like, it is also Can you like, wait 10 seconds and or it, one? And it's just like nasty men. is like all men are nasty. It's like... And we found that no one was willing to wait. Like it's like whether they had testosterone or not. It's like, the, yeah. or no, I shouldn't say that. Obviously, the no, issue they were. is that some men aren't horny or whatever. Yeah, and the and ones they're who were gay. given testosterone. <laughs> no. This is like turns into me and the gay agenda. And I'm like, and before you take testosterone, you might want to think, are you gay? <laughs> and looking no. in the wrong places. I'm uh, well, I'm a actually full Joe. There maybe I don't know if you've done any research on like is the levels of testosterone different in gay men? I don't think it is at all. But like, is no. that something that has been that would be really okay i'm just getting the giggles but it would be really fun to find out it was higher and have all the men well i think on, about no but listen all the men on tiktok have to deal with like wait, yeah, wait, wait. Having no homo i want more testosterone but no homo well but, here's what i think is because like lots and lots of studies show that we're also you, if, side noting and not in our studies right now just so people know yeah but or this, like, this is are. based on a study that when you exercise you increase your testosterone mm. again this is like you know how you said testosterone and fluctuating sleep, through sleep the day, like, like it's yeah. not the same as necessarily like dosing yourself with testosterone. Because even even looking at sexual images for men at least triggers a release of testosterone. So like you're constantly having things impact your body. And I was thinking about how like in the gay community, like being super fit is such a pressure right now. Like so many gay men. Oh, so are you're saying super under fit. that assumption that they might have Maybe, higher possibly. I, I want to look into that just because I'm curious. Not that it should, it doesn't matter. Again, on this podcast, we do give out many great master's and PhD theses to anyone who's <laughs> studying biochemistry. And this is a good one. <laughs> Gay men versus straight men testosterone levels. Like, I actually think that is really fascinating. Yeah, it's that same kind of thing where you're right. It would like, it would change everything. It would be so funny, in, but <laughs> it also wouldn't. And I think what a lot of straight matter, people yeah. don't realize is that gay men are absolutely butchered in the brain and like you might think <laughs> that we're just like jonathan van ness like queer eye like designing our homes but it's like actually gay bars everyone looks like football players and they're mm-hmm. all so have toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and everyone is just like unwilling to have fun yeah, <laughs> and they're like, like full of they are it full is of ultimately the same problem at the root like <laughs> yes, this desire yes. for quote-unquote masculinity unless you're in like a queer justification space, yeah. yeah yeah sorry which is like lots so lots of- much more interesting but like mainstream gayness I mean, I've said it before, but <laughs> walk into like a mainstream gay bar, I'm like, everyone here is dressed like shit. <laughs> like all the stereotypes <laughs> that people have about gay people, I'm like, everyone here is dressed like they're like trying to be a bro, but it's like not working, and they all are like have really low voices and look like football players, and it's like actually insane. Okay, anyways, <laughs> back to what we're talking about. So testosterone supplementation, the main reason why it is a huge issue right now amongst young people is that increased testosterone supplementation decreases your sperm count and decreases your ability to be fertile. Mm. So that is the biggest takeaway from this podcast. The trade-off of supplementing. Of supplementing when you're young. Mm. There's not a huge issue with people with hypogonadism over the age of 40 getting testosterone supplements because your doctor will talk to you and be like, are you done making a family? Right. For the most part, people have passed that. If you 
this is the this is the biggest concern from all the scientific research I read is that young people are accessing testosterone, not talking to their doctor, and decreasing their ability to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And fertility issues amongst people with testicles has decreased. 50% in the last 40 years. Mm. That's for a variety of reasons. We have tons of videos and episodes about that. But one of them could be this now. Mm. Testosterone supplementation. When you increase testosterone, you decrease GnRH in your pituitary gland, the hormone that then goes to your cells in your testicles to create sperm. So you're essentially turning that off and it will also decrease your testicle size. Which is weird. It feels like a contradiction that testosterone makes you hornier. I know. Well, because you actually have, you're increasing it in a different biophysiological way in your blood. You're increasing it in your blood and you're having more going through, but then the, your body is going, we have so much right now. We need to turn down the mechanisms. Uh, that, that like stop making it. Yeah. And the first thing it does is it's, it will shrink your balls and decrease yeah. spermatogenesis. That is an interesting that is, thing I because that's like any drug, right? Like when you take it or most many drugs, I should say your body compensates by being like, yeah. turn that off, you know, yeah. or like stop making that or even caffeine. Like that's why you need more and more because your body well, not more and more, but to a degree it's like, you actually like yeah. start making more receptors that allow adenosine to connect again and make you tired. again. Yes, exactly. So it's like your body reacts. And if you're playing with, Quintessential like hormones system, yeah. are really intense and can change your body and for better or for worse, your body reacting to shut off a system. You might be getting the benefits of that testosterone, like you're saying, but there is a consequence that if people don't know about it's dangerous. Yeah. And or I, at least they just, you need to know, you need, you to, need to know that I think, and that's the main part of all these studies is like, we're scared about young people doing this outside of the medical system because that's where your doctor can a test your blood and be like, Oh, you're, t- Oh, you're tired. You're feeling depressed and unhorny. Let's test your blood. Oh, you actually have very normal levels of testosterone. Let's talk about your mental health. Let's mm-hmm. talk about these other aspects of your overall health. It's not testosterone. There might be another way. Yeah. To people are jumping to testosterone because yeah. GQ's telling you, you got bigger muscles and maybe you'll feel less tired. Yeah. And even, even stuff like, you know, being, turned on and horny can be impacted by stress, bad sleep, poor diet, like overwhelmed burnout. Like there's so many other things that you probably want to tackle first. I mean, that's not to say like, I think it's important just to like on the whole acknowledge that this a, first of all is gender affirming care for like anyone, but for like men, like it's funny that gender affirming care is being like banned all around America. Yeah. I was going to bring that up at the end. It's like all these like people yelling about trans people, but then like this is a Joe Rogan's like like, selling testosterone. I'm like, this is insane. Um, anyway, okay, well we can't go down. No, we don't need to go down there. But uh, (laughs) I'm like, what's going on with my brain today? Uh, where was I going with that? What was I? You don't know what I was saying. Um, okay, I'm gonna take over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. Think I'm about malfunctioning. It. Okay. Um, there are um, two controversial concepts around this that I think are worth talking about. One is that if you were to do this research ten years ago, they would have said that testosterone supplementation causes heart disease. Okay. But now a lot more new recent meta-analysis and things that you'll read in all these GQ TikTok places, they've found that it actually doesn't. Mm. It doesn't have a strong enough effect to say that anymore. The studies that did find that people had heart disease were too small and kind or of like correlative maybe yes. like it's not it's some related to something else not yes. the supplementation of but testosterone. one thing we know for sure is testosterone supplement 
supplementation increases hematocrit, which is the amount of red blood cells in your blood. So your blood becomes thicker. So through that process, you have to be really careful because you could have like a pulmonary embolism right, or a heart failure. Circulatory yeah. system. And that is another reason why you need to be doing this with a doctor and getting your blood tested. Because if your hematocrit gets too high, they'll take you off of it mm. because it's the too risk risky. is too, yes. Yeah. So these studies were always in the medical system. So they were like, it doesn't, if you are with your doctor taking testosterone supplements, which everyone should be, it won't necessarily lead to heart disease because they will be able Help to you understand monitor your hematocrit. It. Yeah, yeah okay. the amount of red blood cells. Yeah. Same with prostate cancer. They used to think increased testosterone is linked to prostate cancer. Obviously this means if you're increasing it in your body, you have increased testosterone, uh, sorry, prostate cancer. Again, newer studies aren't finding the correlation, but they think maybe if you already have prostate cancer, it could make it worse, mm. but they don't think it creates it right now. But those are sort of like controversial, depending on what study you read, you're going right. to get different answers. And if you're getting sold, uh, testosterone supplements, they're going to be telling you these research these meta-analysis saying, oh, look, there's no connection. Mm -hmm. The things we do know is it causes infertility. It also causes sleep apnea <gasps> and causes acne. Like it increases the sebum of your body. So you will have acne. It shrinks your testicles and it does cause mood swings, uh, increased, um, like they call it sort of like poor decision-making, but I think it's more linked to that impulsivity stuff. Mm. And things well, like that are I said at the beginning, it, it impacts your mental processing for better or for worse. Yes. Like it's, it is just part of that. So if you have more in your body, it's going to impact. Yeah. You. And the most recent field of research that they're really honing in on is biochemically, it should cause breast, breast cancer in men. Hmm. They've not been able to see it, but based on how testosterone works and the way it mimics estrogen, there's going to be studies coming out in the next one to two years about how it could increase breast cancer. Mm. So these are the risks that you, people need to know before yeah. taking it instead of just going online and buying it because they want to get stronger. Yeah. I mean, I, this, I kind of remember what I wanted to say, like when I was mentioning gender affirming care, I was, I think I was trying to articulate that to me, education is just the most important because people should be allowed to make their own decisions. And, and yeah. most people are trying True. to do this with their own best intentions at heart. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's not for me to decide if somebody wants to do it because they want Once to get more jacked yeah. and they want like I, if someone takes steroids like that's not for me to decide yeah. but maybe it's more confusing or dangerous because we're still in this early stage of and like, i think as more and more people are encouraged to take it under the premise that it's just good for them and that they yeah. already have it low it's like maybe not a good thing but we i just think need i think the issue is the pressure coming from the men's health mm -hmm. um side like sort of community of, or yeah which is very invasive and i couldn't believe what i was reading in like men's health and gq just mm -hmm. like it will a lot of anecdotal like you'll feel hornier you'll feel younger you'll be stronger all these things which is like it's not not true like there's a study of 70 plus year olds with hypogonadism they got testosterone supplements they could bench press and leg press more mm. like they're taking that study yeah. on people who have clinically low testosterone and then and it's like yeah they could bench press more but that's so isolated to those people who are again working with their doctors to become the healthiest they can yeah. they're really trying to pitch it as like a be all, like all a wellness drug thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I which take I, it like your vitamin. <laughs> exactly. Which I think is what you're right about. It's like, it's about education. It's about going to your doctor mm -hmm. and telling me and saying, can I have a holistic understanding of this drug? Well, also can you test my blood and find out if I even have 
low testosterone. Yeah. That's the big concern around this is just that people aren't doing that. And I'm like, that makes sense. Like this is a drug that you need to do through your doctor. Yeah. And it sounds like we're early enough. Like there is research, but it's early enough that like, maybe it's just a, it's your choice of if the risk yeah, is worth it. Like maybe sure. in 30 years, we'll look back and be like, people were taking way too much. Maybe supplementation is good, but like that we're realizing has caused this issue and this issue, or maybe we'll, you know, it's like science is crazy and it's like, you can never have enough information. We're always re- evaluating the things we're giving but anytime you're putting any drug in your body it's gonna have some trade-off probably and like what do you like would you ever do it like say we hit 40 and you're really tired i think yeah i think if i would you ever do it with i am curious actually to even just have that tested for me for no reason other than curiosity i don't i don't have any reason to think like oh maybe my testosterone is low but like maybe if i found out it was then i'd be like okay maybe i'll feel different you know like there's so many opportunities and yeah, wh- whether that's drugs too. and whether that's like the, your doctor might promote okay if you if you weight lift more like you'll trigger testosterone increases in your body like maybe there's other ways to approach it first mm. before drugs um i don't actually know enough about that to be honest but, but getting your blood tested is always kind of fun yeah i mean <laughs> it's just it's, like, it's probably ooh. cost prohibitive right like i don't think my doctor is going to do that for me unless i have symptoms of something like in canada yeah. you can probably get it tested for free if you're fitting the right criteria yeah we're probably symptoms. still too young and we're probably seemingly like not experiencing the symptoms that would yeah. worry our doctors yeah um so for for someone who's going to do that they probably have to pay do you yeah. know what I mean? Which yeah, is yeah, why that, a lot yeah. of younger people are probably like, oh, I'm not paying a bunch of money to be tested. I already feel this way. Yeah. I'm just going to take a drug. Yeah. I don't know. It's complicated. I, I, I do feel it's like juicy. people should have like the autonomy to like make their own decisions. But for sure. Me, you know, if you're listening to this, yeah, good for you. Then if you're interested in it, at least it's like one step more of just like learning a little bit more. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Like, but it becomes conflated when there are a lot of people out there just like spouting it and not necessarily giving a holistic view that, as much of a holistic view that exists now, you know, you go on TikTok and you just see, oh, you have a, you're sad, take testosterone. Yeah, and it's easier to not like try and learn the pros and cons of things because out of sight, out of mind mm-hmm. is like always easier. But yeah. it's it's interesting. The one thing we can say for sure is that it's increasing in people and in young people. And so it's just like, that's why Worth this video, really this looking into, podcast yeah. was made because it's like, this is just a trend. Mm related to science is really interesting yeah no i i'm like, yeah i want to know more about it personally i'm kind of like oh can we go test that like, i'm just curious your testosterone levels yeah i'm just curious about I it i don't have any of the things that like they say like i'm not like overly tired yeah i don't even notice any decrease in body hair but i'd love some more <laughs> i can't even grow facial hair barely yeah i know but like sometimes i'm like is it low or is that just genetic? no 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 so like that's a really important thing to understand it's like they right. are like it's low when you're losing it I not see. when okay. you're like not but it can also be high like different. testosterone can high testosterone can be like associated with like hair loss pattern, hair loss yeah, like on your head i know i know but so like some people wouldn't know areas, that and yeah. maybe would like start to lose their hair and be like what the fuck I, I'm not even going to bring this up. Um, what? This is so stupid and embarrassing. I think since I started working out more, I have more chest hair. But I also Whoa. I also used to always shave it because it was so not, not very much. And it also could just be because I'm old. And now. aging, right? Yeah. Like I could I, just be. But I I'm now like, I'm like, I let it grow because it's enough. Like before it was like four hairs that I was like, I need to shave that off. I still <laughs> only have that. I like push so hard from my chest to try and get hair. Okay. I mean like. 
I don't. When know. I say it's more, it's like now. No, it's it like is more. I've 15. noticed it. No, I know, but <laughs> like of I'm so annoyed. Like I have like little hairs that grow to my nips, and then like the yeah, I got t- the nip the hairs in I the still, middle. I trim the nips. But I'm kind of like um, hello, like I want more. We we just end this by being like we're getting tests off. <laughs> no, but like I I do feel like um, like to talk about the way we just talked that's not how it works it's like right you can't if you're losing if you're feeling there's a shift in your body where your normal self is not there it's not going oh i want that's the dangerous part yeah just being like i want a cosmetic difference in my body i yeah. should take this like that's not it doesn't mean i have low testosterone because i don't have a and, lot it, of and, I, and okay i think i we, hope <laughs> i think we can end on the social aspect of this which is that a lot of people are taking it because anecdotally it makes you feel quote unquote younger, Mm. have more energy, want to party, want to have sex, all these things. And I'm like, that to me goes back to what we talk about a lot in these science controversial things, which is about aging and about the fear of death. And I mean, like a lot of drugs do that. That doesn't mean you should take them all the time. Yeah. And also when I think about cosmetic surgery and all these things, it's like, there's no, there we have to go towards a place where there isn't judgment around these things. Mm. But I don't think that we should, like not take away from the fact that it is like we are living in a culture that is obsessed with youth and is afraid of aging and is afraid of dying. And if there is a way that we can use like mental health and like change our idea of what the meaning of life literally (laughs) is, I think we could get away from a lot of these insecurities Mm. that might be leading to um, aspects of our health that might like kill us, mm. not like kill us, but like literally yeah, have a negative impact. On yeah, us. yeah, yeah, or like yeah, every, I don't it's know. very it's hard really to parse hard. those things. Or it's, out. it's actually fascinating. It's one of the cool, not the coolest parts about being human, but it's like animals aren't doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are so complicated, and our we're so self aware, and yeah, and our society has created such a fascinating, complicated view of aging that is like you can't fault someone for wanting to feel younger, Mm. but it does just constantly remind me of like how hard and challenging it is to like be a human Mm. that grows up. And like, that's the only inevitability of life is that you're going to die and age. It's like crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is just like, and that's really the only inevitability, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's so much of what we do is try and stop that for yeah. whatever reason, but it's like, it's linked. That's what to spiritual awakening is about. It's about yeah. being like, stop trying to hold on because you will lose yeah. that. If you at least let go and just enjoy the ride, like you, you can't stop death from coming. Yeah. Like people think they can. I sometimes think I can, but it's like, you actually can't. What do you mean? You think, no, no. Can. Like, you know, we obviously like fantasize about like, what if you could live forever? What if you could longer? Like obviously lots of people care and are interested in those things, but yeah, it's I think like, that, I think that's like a, a really we have to end this yeah. and it's like i want there to be another i want to talk about it forever which is like how do you talk with science and psychology about the sort of society we live in right now that is all about longevity and living longer and mm-hmm. like do you know what i mean like that that part of it i think people just subscribe to it and mm-hmm. i'm like but how do we yeah it feels like inherently the right thing to try and do yeah. but then you're like is, is it? it? Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, is it? Yeah, it's just so much deeper than this, but it's linked to why I think a lot of people take testosterone mm-hmm. and why, like, if I'm like 45 and like afraid of dying and I'm like in a midlife crisis and we just broke up and like my kids are like 
10 wow. and like in painting school. quite the picture. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to go back to the gay club. I'm mean, like inject myself with testosterone <laughs> and like rip my shirt off and like, I don't know, like rage. Like, I don't know. I'm just right. like, like yeah. that could totally be in the future for mm-hmm. me as I'm like, I'm so scared of dying, which I am. I'm currently scared of dying. I think most people are. Okay, why don't we end on that? Fear okay. of dying. Um, so we're going to end by saying, I'm afraid to die. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for listening. <laughs> and hopefully you hear from me next week and I don't get it by a bus. See ya. Peace. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.